<clears throat> a very good morning on behalf of Teach 613. We welcome you to take 10 for Talmud. Ksubas Tav Ches. Ksubas 8a. Pagination is 15. The section here is devoted to the topic of Sheva Brachas. Literally means seven blessings. And these are the blessings that are recited in honor of the Chasna, in honor of the Chosna and Kala. And they're getting married both by the chuppah ceremony as well as by the meals uh, provided that certain criteria are met but basically for seven days including the date of the chasna we would be reciting these sheva brachas these seven blessings now number of interesting things about the sheva brachas number one is that intrinsically they're really not seven blessings. The Mechaber in Samach Bey's Aleph points out that if perchance you would not have a beverage, not wine, not beer, not Chamar Medina, the beverage of the area, theoretically it is possible that you would only recite the intrinsic six blessings which are the Birchas Hanesuin, the blessings of marriage. The seventh blessing is the bracha of Hagofen on the wine or grape juice, on the beverage, which is done at the same time and in conjunction with the Birchas Hanesuin. We certainly call it Sheva Brachas, the seven blessings, because that's normative. But when we're understanding the underlying logic and how many blessings you should expect, there are really six blessings plus the bracha of Hagafen, the bracha on the beverage that's done at the same time. The Gemara tells us at the bottom of the previous page, May Mevarech, what exactly are these blessings? And we find that they're really grouped into two different groupings, the first three and then the second three, not particularly in the way the Gemara presents it, but if you start paying attention to the focus of the brachas, you'll see that they're really two different sets of three. The first three have to do with creation, shahakol boro lechvodo, that Hashem created everything for His honor, Yotzer Ha'adam, that he created man. Vasha Yotzer Ha'adam B'Tzalmo, and Hashem created from man, Binyan Adeyad, the woman, through whom the man can achieve eternity. Binyan Noheg Lidoros, for generations, as a result of marriage and having children, the union of husband and wife. So that's the first three. Creation, creation of man, and that the woman was designed as the helpmate that would achieve Binyan Lidoros in Rashi's words. The second three blessings are Sostosis, I'm on the fourth line of the page, the Akara should rejoice. We daven that we should be gathered back to Eretz Yisrael, back to Yerushalayim. And the barren one, the one 
who was bereft at the time of the exile should once again have her children gather to her. And that's referring to the ingathering of the exiles that we yearn for. Followed by Sameach Tesamach, Reim Ho'ahuvim, the beloved friends, should be happy. Rashi tells us that this is referring to that the Chasan and Kala should have Hatzlacha Koyemehim. They should have success. But Rashi says that the Brachi here ends Chasan Vikala, the Chasan and the Kala. It's not yet joining them in a blessing of unison, it's independently blessing them both with Hatzlacha. And it's not till the last of these brachas that we refer to it as Misameh Chasan Im HaKala together with the Kala. And that's a process in terms of the brachas where we first bless them both. They should have Hatzlacha. They should have Sipuk Mizonos V'choltov enough sustenance and everything good. But Ba'acharona I'm on the bottom of the page, the top line of the wide lines in Rashi. Ba'acharona, in the last blessing that we're discussing here, Shevach Shemeshabeach Lahakadosh Borchu, Shebora Chasunas Dibuk Ish Beisha. We're praising Hashem that there's such a thing as the union between husband and wife, and therefore we are davening that they should have the joy together, chasan im hakala, because we know that sometimes they can have a lot of joy and blessing, but they're not able to enjoy it together. I jokingly always cite the cases of a couple where when he's traveling, she has to stay home with the kids, and when she's traveling, he's staying home with the kids, and I'm glad they're so prosperous and successful and everything's wonderful, but regretfully, they're not really enjoying it together. And that's the transition between the bracha of Mesameach Hasan Vikala, they should both have success, but then we dive in Imhakala, they should have success together. So these are the six blessings and we put the bracha of Hagafen together with them. Interestingly, by the chuppah, the bracha of Hagafen precedes the six, but when it comes to the regular meal, where it's birchas hamazon and then the sheva brachas, so the sheva brachas come right after benching and then Hagafen is done after that as the conclusion. One interesting observation regarding the brachas in the way it's phrased, we want them to rejoice as you caused your creation to rejoice began Eden Mikeden in Gan Eden initially. And that's referring to Adam and Chava. And the Mepharshim like to point out that Adam and Chava had a big advantage 
Firstly, they knew that they were meant for each other. And secondly, that they didn't have any other couples to compare themselves to and therefore to infringe on their relationship. Now, in that final blessing of the Sheva Brachas, the long one, we make strong reference to Yerushalayim. And that section is based on Psukim in the book of Yirmiya, Perak Lamid Gimel, chapter 33, Psukim Yud and Yud Aleph, 10 and 11, in which we describe from the Navi, the Navi describes, O Jishama Bamakam Hazeh, it will yet be heard in this place, Asharatam Omrim Chorevu, that you think is destroyed, this Are Yehuda Bechutzos Yerushalayim, the cities of Yehuda, and the courtyards of Yerushalayim, it is yet going to be heard once again, the kalsasan v'kalsimcha, kalchasan v'kalkala, the sound of rejoicing resulting from marriage, kol omrim, a voice that says, hodu es Hashem tzavakos, kitov Hashem ki le'olam chasto, in the end, we will say that Hashem had a plan through the exile and eventually to bring us back. And we recite this by every chasna, just as we have the special bracha of Sostasis Visogel Ho'akara, recognizing that the marriage really belongs to Yerushalayim as a joy, that her children are wed, and the rejoicing belongs to her, and this simcha really belongs there, as it is described in the book of Yirmiya. That also explains, to a certain extent, a positive spin on breaking the glass, where we remember Yerushalayim is currently destroyed, and we await its being rebuilt, and we wed and try to build another good Jewish home in an effort and in a yearning to bring that day of redemption so much closer. Drop down about midway on the page, at the end of a line, Rav Ashi, Ikla Levei Rav Kana, Rav Ashi came to this place, Yoma Kama, on the first day, which refers to the meal of the Chasna, as we mentioned in the last session, the same concept, Yomakama, the first day, it doesn't mean any meal on the first day, it means the meal of the chasna, Borich Kulhu. He would say all the blessings of Sheva Brachas, Mikan Va'elach, but in the following days of the seven days of rejoicing, Iika Panim Chadashos, if there was someone who added joy, meaning someone who did not yet participate in the festivities, Baruch Kulhu, then he would recite all of the blessings, V'ilo, but if you don't have Panim Chadashos, a new person, Afushe Simcha Ba'almahu, it's a rejoicing. People gathered in honor of the Chasen and Kala, but it doesn't have the Panim Chadashos, and you're not going to renew the blessings 
of the chuppah for anyone because there's no one new. And therefore, you would recite in the beginning of benching that it's a special joy, and you would recite the final blessing of the Sheva Brachas, the long one, Asher Bara Sasan Vesimcha, but you would not recite the entire procedure of the Birchas Nesuin of all of these blessings. Yeshekoach, thank you for joining.